Okay, so continuing with our tour of some of the core Buddhist teachings on how the mind works and how we might start to befriend it. Just a little bit of context for those of you who have some familiar familiarity with the Buddhist teachings. Everything that I'm offering this weekend can be grounded back into the Satipatthana Sutta, the Discourse on the Four Establishments of Mindfulness. So we've been exploring mindfulness of the body so far, and that's the first establishment of mindfulness in that sutta, which is really the key discourse for all of our mindfulness practice, all of our insight practice. And again, coming back to this analogy of the wheel, I want to explore how, as I said earlier, it often feels like that movement from the hub of the wheel to the spinning out in proliferation happens so fast, almost as a instinctive as a knee-jerk kind of reaction. Suddenly, boom, there we are. But as the Buddha offered us guidelines about how to break down that kind of instantaneous chain reaction so that we can see the individual components that are getting us to the outer rim of the wheel. And when we can see that, we can learn how to stop that chain reaction before we get into spinning out in unskillful states. So the Buddha was a master of deconstructing our experience. And I mentioned earlier that uh, Vipassana means seeing clearly or seeing distinctly. And as we start to move from the hub of the wheel away from that center of the body, we have these six sense doors they're called in the teachings because things come in, sights come in, sounds come in, taste, smell, physical sensations, mental activity. It's going on all the time. And as I touched into briefly earlier, with every one of those sense contacts, there's an automatic, almost physiological recognition of that experience as being either pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral. So even as you're hearing my voice, for some of you it's neutral, for some of it might be pleasant, for some of it that accent might be unpleasant. It's just basic going on all the time, mostly just beneath the, our conscious radar. But you can probably get a sense that from that basic pleasant, unpleasant, neutral, we tend to compound into liking, not liking, or not knowing, ignoring, spacing out. So this quality of feeling tone, as it's known, or Vedana is the Pali word, is really the building block of all of our reactivity, if it's not seen with mindfulness. And for me, when I first started understanding this, it was quite shocking, even humiliating, because <laughs> I had this belief that I was a sophisticated human being with all these complex reactions and responses to the world. When I started tuning into Vedana or feeling tone, I realized I'm not much different from an amoeba. You know, an amoeba is kind of blobbing towards what it likes and blobbing away from what it doesn't like and just blobbing generally when nothing much is going on. 
check it out. You know, if you think back over that morning tea meditation, why did you do what you chose to do? Were you drawn by pleasant taste to have a cup of tea? Were you pushed by aversion to tiredness to have a cup of coffee? Were you exhausted and craving to just blank out? So all these different feeling tones are constantly pushing, pulling us in different directions. But because, as I said earlier, they're part of the reptilian level of the brain, they're really in some ways quite primal and we don't have a choice about them. We can't turn that off. It's just part of our physiology. But what we do have some control and choice over is what happens next, what we build on top of that initial pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral. So as most of you know, with mindfulness, in the first instructions, the invitation is always to know the experience exactly as it is without trying to change it. So we can train in knowing pleasant, unpleasant, neutral as just that without falling into our habitual judging, reacting, resisting, prolonging, enhancing, ignoring, and so on. So staying with just this what I call bare awareness, the feeling tone, is really a key skill. And it's one I'd like to practice now. So... Having said that one caveat, you know, when people hear about um, working with pleasant feeling tone and not um, grasping after it, sometimes they think, oh, well, that means I'm never supposed to feel anything pleasant or I'm not supposed to enjoy anything. But in all of the Buddha's teachings, what we're trying to do is see when we've moved from just that simple recognition and appreciation into some kind of greed response if it's pleasant or some kind of aversion response if it's unpleasant or some kind of ignoring or deluded response if it's neutral. So those of you who are familiar with the teachings, you will recognize in that terminology what are known as the three, sometimes translated as root poisons, which is fairly heavy. I'll call them the three core energies that keep us spinning out. Greed, hatred, delusion. Again, those are heavy terms, but they encompass an entire range. So greed is not just the most addicted craving. It's just that, mm, I wonder if it's enough for me to have three chocolate-covered cookies and not just two. And my body is leaning forward. I'm drawn into wanting pleasure, wanting to hold on, want to enhance, want to prolong. That's greed in action. Aversion is the opposite. Oh, why didn't they provide any chocolate-covered cookies? You know, what kind of... Uh, I can't believe it. Now I'm going to have to drive to the store at lunchtime. And, uh, and there's that pulling away. You know, even as I describe it, my body's kind of like pulling away. It's shrinking. It's, that's an aversion reaction. Of course, that's a relatively benign one, but it covers a whole spectrum through to the most intense hatred Similarly, ignorance or delusion, when things are neutral, we tend to space out, ignore, get bored, or go looking for distraction to re-stimulate ourselves. So neutral feeling can easily give rise to delusion and ignorance if we're not aware. 
So paying attention to feeling tone as the building block of those unskillful reactions is really a core skill in this practice. And I'd like to work with that in this next session. I'd like to do it with a form that some of you may be familiar with, some of you might find unusual. But I invite you just to um, notice any responses and I'll give you an option to practice it differently if you prefer. I'd like to invite us to work in pairs, practicing Vipassana out loud. And this will be very, um, not at all personal. You're not going to be sharing any of your deepest, darkest secrets. You're not going to be sharing any personal material at all. You'll be sitting together and I'll guide you into spending three minutes each in simply naming out loud to begin with physical sensations in the body that register as unpleasant with this skill of bare awareness. So, for example, if I was doing it right now, I could say aware of pressure in the right ankle, hardness, unpleasant. Aware of slight ache in the right shoulder, unpleasant. A little bit of scratchiness in the back of the throat, unpleasant. Slightly cool clamminess in the left hand, unpleasant, and so on. So that's what we call practicing with bare awareness. If I wasn't practicing with bare awareness, it might sound more like this got this incredible ache in my right shoulder going down to my elbow and it's just hurting all the time. You know, I think it's from all that mouse use when I was in that job. You know, I asked the HR woman to buy me a new mouse and she never got around to it. You know, I should sue them for occupational overuse. What do they call that these days? And we're off in a story that's all self-referencing and caught up. That's not what we're doing here. Just the sensation and the fact that it's unpleasant. So I will guide you through the whole process. If working in pairs really doesn't feel supportive right now, you could do it just sitting by yourself. The downside is that you'll be reporting on unpleasant for six minutes, not three. So just in case that's any kind of incentive. And as I say, I'll guide you through it. But to begin with, let's just take a few moments to stand and stretch and begin to make some space in the room. Slowly, mindfully coming to standing and just beginning to walk around the room. And even as you walk right now, notice what draws you. Why are you going in that direction and not that direction? Is there something pleasant that's drawing you? Is there something unpleasant that's pushing you? Is there neutrality and not really knowing? So just beginning to walk in this kind of maze that we have here.